Hey everybody, welcome to the BA Podcast, your co-host James with Jake, episode 188. Jake, how's it going? Yeah, it's going great. It's Wednesday, hump day, as they say on the streets. Uh, Super Bowl week. How about that? Wish We, we wish uh, one team was playing, but you know, it's not how it works all the time. But yeah, Super Bowl, Last, it's kind of sad too, because it's the last football game of the year. For a while. To the USFL. Yeah, seven, seven months. Uh, we have USFL coming. Which I'll not be watching. Um, but, Jake, why don't you tell us uh, who this episode is brought to you by? Ah, yes. Brought to you by W Energy. Use code BAPOD for 10% off. That's a lot right there on your next order. Absolutely. Well, let's get into it. We have a special guest on this episode. Tareen, how's it going? I, it's going great. It's an honor to be here today. You love it. You love to hear it. You love to see it. Well, everyone, this is Tareen, uh, my friend, my coworker over at San Diego State. I have to get her on for this episode, big episode, some stuff to talk about. Um, well, let's get into it. For those who don't know, LeBron James did indeed break Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's scoring record um, in the NBA. He is now first at the very top of that scoring list and we have someone here today that witnessed it in person lakers super fan terrain terrain how are you feeling i am ecstatic still very high off the game and the energy it was a really really fun time crazy yeah i mean i know um long time coming you're a huge lakers fan um why don't you give us a little backstory about yourself? Not only that, but, you know, a backstory of how you became a Lakers fan. Yeah, so um, I was born and raised a Lakers fan. It was my dad's favorite team, so I adopted his love for it. And ever since I was young, that's just been the one team I've always rooted for. Um, amongst all professional sporting leagues and all sports, the only team that I diehard root for is the Lakers. So to be out the game last night, seeing LeBron surpass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in person was just incredible. It was an unreal experience. Yeah, so you got you got there. Uh, why don't you tell um, some people how you actually got those tickets? I mean, those are really solid after tickets. I know a lot of people um, after uh, well, before this game, uh, we were looking on Game Time ourselves, and tickets were costing about ninety two thousand um, dollars. Did you pay that price, or was there a different way you obtained those tickets? I did not pay that price. I didn't pay anything to go to this Lakers game. Um, I have a friend that works there. James and I both know her. She used to work with us. Um, Worked with James for only like a week. But worked with me for about two years. And when she went over to the Lakers, she became our ticket hookup. And about three weeks ago, I said, hey, I think LeBron's going to break the record on this day. Can you get me tickets? And like 24 hours before the game, she gives me a call and is like, hey, I got the tickets. So I had to immediately call out of work, hit up my friend, and then we got on the road the next day and made it up to the game. Um, when we actually got to the stadium or to the arena, the guy at the door asked how much we bought our tickets for. And it was just such a flex to say nothing and that we were just there for a good time. So lots of fun. Yeah, no, crazy. I know you were telling me earlier today. Um, I mean, obviously, I, uh, Jake and I, a couple of other people, we were watching the game from home or you know at a bar. A yeah. lot of famous people on court side. Um, but you saw a couple people walking the concourse. Um, mm-hmm. uh, who were those? So along the concourse, uh, the first person I ran into that I recognized with, was Marjan Beauchamp from the Milwaukee Bucks. He was just there to watch as a fan. 
like he was sitting one section to like across from me so i could literally see him in his seats um there was a lot of guys from the bachelorette there that the girl i went with recognized um and we saw bad bunny we saw jay-z we saw floyd mayweather Dwayne wade uh lebron's whole family was sitting courtside um so that was pretty cool and there was people from snl that we saw walking along along the concourse so it was a star-studded event last night at the Lakers game and absolutely that's crazy to hear i mean you know just a bunch of people coming over to crypto arena aka staples center um to watch lebron really just break that you know record that's been sitting there for a long time long long time but um he's able to do it and do that um they did take the l they did um, <laughs> they did take the l um lakers are don't have it on me right now i'm about to look it up um but do you know what the what scene they are in the west right now during yeah so currently the lakers are the 13th seed in the west um we are only a couple games out from eighth seed i believe we're four games back right now so they still have a chance to make the playoffs and if not the playoffs definitely the play-ins um but you know just being at the game last night you could definitely see a shift in energy after lebron broke the record so he went the first three quarters got his 36 points that he needed to pass kareem but then when the fourth quarter came around he only scored two additional points and so like we were only down eight to ten points the whole quarter and i just know that if we had that extra push uh and lebron was scoring at his average pace I mean, through three quarters, if you have 36 points, you're scoring 12 quarters or 12 uh, points per quarter. So getting to the fourth, he only had two points, and it just slowed down the momentum of the game, and then we took the L. Not saying it was LeBron's fault, but there was definitely a shift in energy after he broke that record. So tough L, but, you know, we'll bounce back because um, we just revamped our roster only, like, literally 30 minutes ago. So that's yeah, well, interesting uh, too. Yeah, interesting too. I mean, uh, before we get into that trade, I know there was a lot of talk about the energy and whatnot um, to the game. Mm -hmm. I know there's some reports happening uh, before the game uh, about some tensions in the locker room and also tensions in the stand line uh, after halftime or during the third quarter. Well, can you have anything to speak on uh, what was going on? Yeah, so I, I was seeing that as well. Um, being at the game, I didn't really get a good look at when Anthony Davis took a seat when LeBron is going up for that shot. Uh, so that was a really interesting reaction because, I mean, even if you're not the biggest LeBron fan, you were just excited to see somebody break the scoring record. So to have your own teammate kind of take a seat was very interesting. And then there were reports about Darvin Ham and Russell Westbrook having a halftime altercation, which is never good for the team whatsoever, especially considering that Russ has been on the trading block for many, many trade deadlines now. So I think the locker room is getting a new atmosphere and a new energy, and hopefully this takes the Lakers down another path for the rest of the season. Yeah, so like you were mentioning before, literally about 30 minutes before we got on this call, uh, the Lakers went ahead and did a three-team trade involving the Utah Jazz and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, one, the Lakers getting D'Angelo Russell back. Two, um, the Lakers sending uh, not only Russell Westbrook, but JTA and Damian Jones. Um, and then Mike Conley, if I'm not so mistaken, going to uh, the Wolves. Is that correct? Yeah, he went to the Timberwolves. And then not only that, but um, the Lakers get Daniel Russell, um, Jared Vanderbilt, if I'm correct, if mm -hmm. I'm not wrong, and then one more person in Malik Michael Beasley. Beasley. Malik Beasley, excuse yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, 
But yeah, overall, I mean, what I mean, and then they sent just one first round, or or someone sent a pick. Um, forget who, but yeah, no overall thoughts. I mean, big trade uh, Wednesday, a day before the deadline. Uh, what are your yeah. overall thoughts uh, now with the Lakers roster? I thought it was. I think this is happening at a very interesting time for the Lakers because, um, like we were talking about earlier, the energy in the game last night was so weird because. Aside from it being the night where LeBron breaks a historic record in the NBA, I mean, the team was obviously had a lot of tension going on inside and outside the locker room. Um, and like Russell Westbrook had 27 points last night, was shooting over 50% from the field. You know, he had a pretty solid game, also put up eight assists. So to see him get traded the next day is a little crazy because in the times when demand for Russ to get traded was high, it's in moments that he's like breaking shots, only has six points, goes like, two for 16, you know, just has one of those like inconsistent West games that come in out of nowhere. So to trade him after he had a pretty solid game off the bench with Russ looking like sixth man of the year, it was really interesting, but it's something that Lakers fans have been wanting for a really long time. So I'm not mad about it. Yeah. So they give up Russ, um, but getting exchange again, D'Angelo Russell, uh, who was uh, a former Laker. Um, we seen Victoria and I were talking about it today. Um, Pretty much getting traded for snitching on uh, Nick Young. Kind of funny. Uh, but now he's yeah. back uh, playing with LeBron. Um, but, yeah, I mean, anything else you want to add uh, about this Lakers team? Uh, I mean, we are um, almost an all-star break. So, I mean, we can have to talk about the rosters and stuff like that. All right now, my yeah. uh, and Jake, you can also uh, see or talk about that as too. I mean, it's the all-star game, right? I mean, mm-hmm. we just had the Pro Bowl. Wasn't that great? I mean, the, probably out of major league sports, I think the NBA All Star Game might my 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 favorite. Um, baseball's better. I think I, baseball's my second. <laughs> baseball's my second. not mad at it. Not mad at it. Not mad at it. I I, I will say uh, it's it's been a minute since I watched hockey. I really usually don't watch. Um, yeah, I couldn't tell you when the NHL All Star Game was. Yeah, no, could not tell you. And they do it a little different way, um, too. Three v three. They say it's like you know? basketball on ice. <laughs> um, so they say that hockey. <laughs> uh, I mean, another. I mean, in other words, I mean, there was another big trade that was happening as well. I mean, I know Train. Um, you like Kyrie Irving. Um, mm-hmm. he, him getting traded from the Nets to, um, the Mangups. I mean, um, obviously you know a lot more ball than probably Jake and I, or I mean, for me specifically, um, those guys look to demand other ball in their hands at all times. Um, How do you think that plays out um, with them on the floor together? I think Kyrie is going to realize that uh, he needs to take a step back playing with the Mavericks because everybody knows that that's Luka's team. Um, And I think when a lot of the issues that Brooklyn had is that they had way too much star power. I mean, from the jump, it was just bad. Russell Westbrook wanted out early. KD demanded a trade last summer and didn't get it. And then Kyrie's now playing on the Mavericks, which is, I guess, good for him because he got out of Brooklyn. But he can't be the ball-dominant point guard that he once was. He has to let Luka take charge and really just do his thing. So we'll see how that goes. He still hasn't played his first game yet, so we can't really judge him too much based on how he'll fit in with the team. But, like, Brooklyn's front office, man, they just really fumbled what could have been a really, really good team. I think, like, it got to a point where adding star players to the team just took a turn for the worst with the Nets, and they just lucked out and couldn't really um, 
capitalize off the super team era. So it happens. You know, their front office can't give them too many props because they didn't they didn't utilize their assets good enough. But I'm happy that Kyrie's in a place where he feels like he's more comfortable and can be himself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I mean, with the All-Stars and All-Star Big coming up soon, I mean, obviously, uh, Kyrie will be an All-Star now in the West. I mean, some injuries happening there with Steph Curry not being uh, being out due to injury, also Zion being out due to injury. Um, but the East, um, Giannis being an All-Star, Donovan Mitchell, which is nice, um, Kevin Durant will be out due to injury too, but, you know, Jason Tatum, um, who is also one of your favorite players, uh, but yeah. he's indeed um, a Boston Celtic. Um, mm-hmm. While you have in the Western Conference, um, LeBron James, Jokic, Seth Curry, like I mentioned, Lucan, and Zion Williamson. Um, yeah. Zion Williamson making the all-star team. Is that a surprise? That, that I wouldn't say it was a surprise. i say as a starter, it was a little surprising. Um, and as a Lakers fan, of course, I wanted to see Anthony Davis become an all-star. And considering that him and Zion have missed the same amount of games this season... I mean, like, I don't know why AD could at least get a reserve position because I don't know what he was missing. But, I mean, I'm still excited for the All-Star game. You know, the All-Star game is, is it is what it is. I don't think players take it too much to heart when they don't make it, unless, unless it's Rudy Gobert. But I don't think every <laughs> other player really cares. Um, so, yeah, All-Star weekend should be a lot of fun. And, I mean, what's better than All-Star weekend is definitely the trade deadline. So a lot of interesting news happening right now in the NBA. Absolutely, yeah. And then, you know, Eastern Conference Reserves, uh, Jalen Brown, Joel Embiid, um, DeMar DeRozan, Julius Randle, Drew Holiday, Tyrese Halliburton, and Ben Bio. Around the West, you have Shai, Gildress, Alexander, I don't know if I even said that right. Um, <laughs> Demi Lillard, Paul George, Laurie Markin with the Utah Jazz, uh, Bum John Morant, uh, and also Bum Jaron Jackson, nope. uh, but also DeMontis Zabonis uh, making um, an all-star in the Reserves. But yeah, I mean, Jake and have um, strong things with the Memphis Grizzlies. We're going to talk about that. Um, <laughs> they suck. Fuck Dylan Brooks. They suck. Trin, what are your thoughts on the Memphis Grizzlies being in the Western Conference? I think uh, it was funny how they, they said, how Josh said that he's not worried about the West and then proceeded to lose to every major Western Conference team. I think it just goes to show that if you don't really accomplish much before you start bragging, karma will hit you quick. And their team's been having the worst end of it. I mean, they've just been getting ran through in the Western Conference. It's freaking hilarious to see. Um, I do hope they make a turnaround because they are a fun team to watch. But they're amassing a lot of hatred just because of the way they act. And, I mean, that's how social media is. They'll take you to the very top and then drag you down the minute they don't. Or they're not interested in you anymore. And the Grizzlies are going through that. Definitely John Morant because he has a mouth on him. He will talk. So I think he's realizing the consequences of his actions when you're too present on social media as a as an athlete. No, I mean, absolutely. No, 100% agree. Um, but yeah, not a big fan of Memphis Grizzlies. Um, you can do all the talk that they want. Um, but if they ain't hanging banners, why even talk? Uh, but yeah, NBA. Anything else you want to talk about in the NBA going on right now? Honestly, all that I'm like really, really excited about right now is the fact that LeBron passed that scoring record, um, and I was there to witness it. Probably one of the greatest moments of my life. Uh, nothing can really beat it as of right now. I'm still so happy just from all the events that happened yesterday. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm slowly being converted into a bronze stand after last night's game. 
But whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> that's for another day. That conversation is for another day. Another day. But thank you guys for having me on the BA podcast. This has been a dream of mine. And I'm so glad oh. I was able to come on here and share my thoughts. We really appreciate you having on. Uh, thank you, Tareen. Uh, see you tomorrow at work. See you tomorrow. Bye, James. Bye, Jake. Bye. <laughs> Bye, you guys. See ya. Uh, we're back. Great uh, interview with uh, Tareen. Awesome to hear. Well, let's get into it. Let's talk about just the Warriors specifically. Um, Clay, back? Question mark? Jake? Yeah, I know. Pretty good game. Um, to be honest, I've not been paying a lot of attention to the Warriors, uh, but I did watch the last game, and he had 40 points. Uh, he had 12 three-pointers. Was about to break his record, but they took him out because... You know, it's he already has the record, so like it doesn't really matter. And they're up like thirty, so you know, priorities. And uh, yeah, no, great game. Um, obviously, still without Steph. Um, you know, and earlier in the season too, a lot of Clay slander. Is he done? Is he is he not there? Um, where is he at? Um, but you know, um, without without with Steph being out, um, Clay really uh, getting back in there, scoring forty two, like Jake said, uh, on fifteen to twenty two shooting, twelve three pointers, which is freaking ridiculous. Um, you love to see it. And, I mean, some of the guys, too. I mean, Jordan Poole shooting 50% from three. Um, Vincenzo with 14 off the bench. I mean, playing really good basketball. Jermichael Green had having 12 points in 12 minutes, two from two and three from two for three from three. Um, Warriors right now playing, you know, somewhat good basketball. Um, Hopefully, I mean, that's two wins in a row uh, against the Mavs, who are without, I mean, uh, Luca. I'm dealing with an injury right now. Um, going forward, they have the Blazers, Lakers, and the Wizards, and Clippers all the way up until Valentine's Day on the 14th. Um, but, Jake, the deadline is tomorrow. We were talking about a little bit of terrain, about some trades that had happened. But do you see the Warriors making any moves specifically with the young guys uh, to get some veterans on this team before the deadline tomorrow? Everyone but Kaminga and PBJ and Guy Santos because he's you know, he's not from Portugal, but he's Portuguese. So those are the guys I want to keep. Everyone else can I can drive into the airport. They can screw off. But other than that, I do think they're I think they're going to make a move. I don't know how big or how, what they do, but the one thing they can't do is trade Kaminga, the cum bucket, as they say. Because I've been on, I've been, I've been saying Kaminga is going to be good for since he was drafted, basically, and he's good, and I was right. So keep him. No, yeah, no, I think that's definitely one of the guys that you keep. I mean, there's just a lot of young guys on this team, like we had mentioned, Moses Moody, James Wiseman, um, guys who aren't getting the minutes you think they'd be getting with this team, and they're just kind of just wasting away on the bench. Um, but yeah, I mean, guy. I mean, we've seen Kaminga. I mean, he's reached a thousand points to one of the youngest players to ever do. I think the youngest player to do it. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. I think like one of the guys that you know you don't want to trade. I think right now, uh, keeping the some young pieces still on this team. But yeah, guys like um, I mean Wiseman possibly getting an NBA bet, package him with Moses Moody, trying to get a guy um, looking to either win now or you know be like uh, other six men off the bench like Jim Vincenzo or Jermichael Green. Um, but yeah, uh, Warriors right now. Uh, let me see here. Excuse me for this pause. Standing wise, are 
seventh at 28 and 26 uh, on a two game win streak, uh, nine and a half games back from first place, which are the Nuggets. Uh, but in a pretty, pretty close Western Conference. Um, uh, I mean, aside from first place Nuggets, which have 38 wins, every other team is just five wins away from each other for the most part, either two, one, something like that. I mean, the Warriors are only five spots away from being in second place, which is kind of insane. Mm-hmm. Like, I think especially how, how the season has been going um, for them. Uh, I mean, Steph doing another injury, uh, shoulder first, now his knee, um, some partial some partial tears, but I think he should be coming back. Um, after the All-Star break, he'll obviously be re- uh, reevaluated then, but yeah, um, how do you from the standpoint of the season right now, Jake? Being seventh seed, being twenty eight and twenty six, how are you feeling about Warriors basketball? You know, wake me up in uh, late March when the season actually starts to matter. But right now, they're they're treading water. Uh, hopefully, they make the, they get into their groove at the end of the season, kind of like last year, um, mm-hmm. where they didn't have Steph for the last couple like ten games of the season, but they went like seven and three. So if they go like if they that's all they have to do really just you know play well the final fifteen games of the year get in the playoffs on a good note and I think they're going to make some noise. Awesome. Wait, let's see. Anything else to add about Warriors talk, Jake? No. No. Perfect. Let's move on. Talk about some baseball. Yes. Um, go ahead. Pitchers and catchers report in a week. Dub. Something that actually matters is that's happening, and I'm excited. Wasn't excited when we lost out on Aaron Judge and Carlos Correa. Uh, pretty p- pissed off, actually. But now I've calmed down, and I think we're going to be a pretty good ball club. Go Giants. Uh, the A's, no one gives a shit, so fuck them. But go Giants. And hopefully the Giants have a 2021-type season. You know, I think if they're all health, if they play well, like if they don't, you know... if they're if, if they're all healthy, I think they're, I think they're going to win ninety to ninety five games, which will probably be good for third place in the division. But as we've seen last year, it doesn't matter if you're the wild card team; you can get to the World Series. The Giants have done that before, so the Giants play better when they're doubted, and they're doubted this season. And I think they're going to be a really good team. Yeah. As for the A's, um, yeah, they're bad. Uh, but yeah, for the Giants, I mean, missing out on Aaron Judge, tough, and then uh, missing out on Carlos Correa, you know, not ideal. Um, uh, not ideal, but I mean, we've seen reports of Carlos Correa's ankle. There's so many injuries here, everywhere, just reports and stuff like that. Um, was it really a miss out if yes these kinds of reports are happening? Probably still, yeah, because I mean, he played played he played baseball last year. It's not like he, you know, yeah, but. Did. I mean, he missed games. Like, I mean, it's a 182-game season. People are going to miss games. If it right? was, um, if his contract was a five-year deal instead of 13, I think they would have kept them. But since it's 13 years, why was it the contract bad in year three? And you have him for another 10 seasons? And not, that's not good. You don't want that. No, absolutely not. But, yeah, I mean, you're going to sign here, you're going to sign there. Um, the A's aren't going to sign anyone. Um, the dog. But we will have people on um, come baseball season. Got a couple other people that we got lined up, just like Tareen, uh, who are more passionate about other sports than football than like us. Uh, but Jake is also also passionate about 
baseball will have some debates talk oh, yes. uh, coming out. Oh, yeah. Fun fact. That. Fun fact. I've already started on my top 10 Giants prospect list. How about that? Oh, God. How you know who's a big that? fan of those lists? You know who's a big fan of those lists? Uh, Justin. Yeah. Justin Samra, huge fan of those uh, yeah. top 10 prospect lists. Remember right, Luis Matos, when he was like a 16-year-old at the Dominican League? like, this guy's going to be pretty good. And what happened? You know, last year he didn't have a great year, but he played. You know, he still had his stats weren't as good as as, as how he played. Advanced stats, he was really good. Counting stats, it looked like oh, this guy sucks. But batting average doesn't really mean much. It's about like your OPS and stuff like that. And he played well the final year. But I said in twenty nineteen, he was sixteen. This guy's a, this guy's a future player to watch. And guess what he turned into? A future player to watch. And guess who knows what he's talking about? Me. When it comes to prospects. I don't, I don't know. I don't know about you. You know what you're talking about. But, you know, I was yeah. say about Joey Bart. You're like, what about Joey Bart? Why isn't he up? Like, you know, he has trouble hitting the baseball, which is kind of not good. Um, and guess what happened when he came up? He had trouble hitting the baseball. So, you know. I don't know, man. But a player to watch. Player to watch. Kyle I Harrison. I don't know. A left-handed pitcher know. from De La Salle, mm-hmm. who's a number 18 prospect in baseball. I want everyone to not look out for him. But, yeah. Look out for him. Baseball. Giants are the Pitching best team in the West. In a week, let's move on. Let's talk about the Niners. Uh. Yeah, so... Um, tough. I don't even want to talk about it. Uh, nah. Let's move on. Demico um, Ryan is indeed getting hired by the Texans. Um, Round of applause. Play player. What did you say? Round of applause. I didn't hear you say. I said I heard, and I was like, "What?" Yeah, that's probably what uh, absolutely round of round of applause. Clap it up! Shout out to Demico Ryan's did a great job um, this year in having the number one defense in the 49ers. Um, deserves this. Um, they have the first overall pick as well. The second because they won a meaningless S- game. Right, <laughs> they have a second overall pick as well. Um, the Bears have the first pick. Excuse me. Which I'm um, not sure if we talked about this though. But what a way for Lovey Smith to go out. Oh, you're firing me? Yeah. Screw you. Your first, you ain't want the first overall pick? <laughs> gua, gua, gua. Get the second one, bitch. That's what he did. No, 100%. Yeah, no, he did a great job. Yep. I mean, might as well. I mean, went out on your last game as being a head coach for the team that's going to fire you and pretty much just let them lose out on the first pick, like you said. Yep. But, yeah, no, I mean, hey, top five pick for Demica Ryans to start. A lot um, of cap- pretty young team there. Uh, have some guys. Um, there have a, a solid young running back there. The defense, I mean, he's looking to revamp that team and be on the lookout for some guys on the t- uh, 49ers who are free agents to go over there yep. and help that team out. Which, um, we'll, we, we'll get, I have a thing I'm going to add. We'll get to this. We'll, we'll talk about this after we talk about the new DC. But I want to play a game of should he stay or should he go? Perfect. Yeah, Niners I mean, with agents. the release of Demico Ryan, not the release, but the, the departure of Demico Ryan's, the 49ers went ahead and added Steve Wilkes. Big move. Uh, big move. Um, coach, uh, for the Cardinals coach, for the Panthers, um, looking to be more of a DB coach, but also uh, our new DC defensive coordinator. Jake, what are your thoughts on the hire? He was the second best defensive coordinator on the market, and they got him. Vic Fangio is the best one. I would have liked that they got him, but he runs a 3-4, which would right. mean they would have to basically change their 
defensive scheme. And why would you do that when you've been the one of the best defenses for the last five years, basically? So continuity. And Steve Wilkes, the defensive back coach, has that as his background. Because you remember his time in Carolina before he got the Arizona Cardinals job. Hashtag my, my memory. He coached a cornerback named Josh Norman, who had his best season was an All-Pro with him at the helm. So hopefully... Mm, I wonder who could be that for the Niners this upcoming season. Maybe maybe Traverius Ward? Maybe... D'Amador Lenore? Maybe... Ambry Thomas? Maybe... Manuel Mosley, but he's not under contract. We'll get to that a little bit. Maybe... Samuel Womack. Samuel Ooh. Samuel Womack. There we go. Yes, that's the name I was looking for. Perfect. Yeah. Um, no, but yeah, no, it's definitely excited. I mean, for that, I have a guy, or I have a defensive coach, specifically DBs, um, back um, at the helm as a defensive coordinator. You're up to see it. Um, I mean, obviously the Niners also uh, keeping Chris Cassard as a defensive line coach uh, was. Looking to possibly promote him to a DC, but went ahead and just kept him there on the line spot, um, which you love to see. I mean, has done a great job the last couple of years on bringing guys who were either um, on the fringe of their careers to coming back and having a great season to getting paid. Uh, great example in Kerry Hyder, from uh, Terry Street getting, uh, getting to go somewhere um, in recent memory. But yeah, no, definitely something to come back. Um, but Yes, Jake, you said you want to talk about something else as well. Yes. It's called a steg- segment, Jesus. A segment called stay or- Should He Stay or Should He Go? Niners have a lot of free agents. Some key, some can, you know, go screw off, and some will be working a 9 to 5 on Monday after free agency starts. But let's go with the big names here, the ones that matter. Um, maybe not superstars, but the guys who make up the team. <clears throat> well, make up the team, that is. Uh, first up, first up, Jimmy Ward. Should he stay or should he go? What do you think? Um, I think it's time that Jimmy goes. Um, hmm. I think he's had a great career as a 49er. I'm very underrated for each, uh, Free safety, uh, nickel corner, um, strong safety. Uh, whether or not he's playing all those three positions, sometimes it came into the came into the league as a corner and has transitioned well and being in the back end of the defense. Um, but I think he's looking to get paid. Uh, took a pay cut to stay with the Niners another two years instead of going to the Raiders that uh, off season uh, with the Super Bowl. Um, but no, I think now it's time for him to go ahead and go. Uh, but yeah. I agree. I think it's time for him to go. One of my favorite Niners of all time. You know, they have the nickel corner spot they can have if they re-sign this other guy, which we'll talk about a little bit. A little bit uh, that can lessen the blow. But also, you know, you have Traverius Ward, Yamada Lenore, Samuel Womack, Ambry Thomas, who can all play the slot and play the slot well. Um, so you can, you, And probably they'll draft the guy. So I think they should let him go and just, you know, start fresh. Absolutely. All right. Second guy. Sorry, that center. Jake Brendel. I'll go first. Should he stay or should he go? I think he's going to stay. He was really good for them last year. 
And he's not going to. I don't think he's going to cost a lot. So I think he's going to stay. And I would sign him to like a two two year, maybe three year deal, worth like you know, I don't really know, but like a two or three year deal. No, yeah, I agree. I think he did a great job um, this offseason. Definitely wasn't um, the worst offense lineman that we had on the team. Um, <laughs> Get to that shitter in a bit. But um, I think he did a great job. I think he definitely deserves, uh, I think, to be back with the team, not only that, but I think he played well enough to get him to sign, to re-sign, to, uh, to contract with the 49ers for sure. Yeah, I, mean, I agree. Moving on. Should he stay or should he go? Emmanuel Mosley. No, I think he should stay. I think it's another guy that uh, a lot of teams are going to be like, oh, he's coming up an ACL tear. Um, they don't really want to take a look at him. I mean, shit, I mean, look at tires. But um, I think the Niners are going to go ahead and send him to another one-year deal <clears throat> um, and have him stay. I mean, obviously, I mean, a great guy, not only for depth, but, you know, a, a great starter. Uh, who came into fruition for the Niners? Um, him and him and Ward were playing great to start the season. Um, and man, I love me some E-Man. I mean, come on, how can you not? Um, but yeah, what about you, Jake? Yep, I would resign him to like a four-year deal. But you know, why well, should we rephrase that? If he didn't get injured, I would I would assign him to like a four-year deal, like the Traverius Traverius Ward deal. But he got injured. Now, does that not mean that the, maybe the Texans say, hey, we'll give you three years for $43 million. That's the case, and he's probably gone. But if that doesn't happen, I think that they, they should resign him. Oh, absolutely. I agree. Moving on. This guy was a late training camp addition in August. Ended up being the best safety overall from start to finish on the team. At five picks, he's a free agent, but his name is Tashawn Gibson. Should he stay or should he go? Um, I think he should definitely stay. I mean, I think it's either a retirement or come back for him. And I think he's good for one more year for sure. Um, again, another great ad, like you were just saying, in the in, in, in late training camp, bringing new bodies, um, and he went ahead and beat out Jimmy Ward for the starting free safety job. Um, and why not? And when Jimmy got hurt and he came back, they didn't just move him out of there. They kept him in there because he was playing a lot. Because he was playing a lot better, playing good football. Um, and I, yeah, I definitely agree. It's just another guy um, to to keep. Would love to. Um, and if indeed we draft someone um, good mentor to the young guy, but I mean, yeah, Gibson was playing great in the regular season, start to finish, and then also in the playoffs as well. Yeah. I agree. I also think that if he does return, it's only going to be with the Niners. Because he said, I like his exit interview, that Talano Hufunga basically reawoken, reawakened his love for football. And I think if he go, if he signs with any team, if he doesn't retire, it will be for the Niners. And the Niners probably signed like a one, maybe two-year deal, where, where maybe the second year is not guaranteed or something, just in case if he retires or something like that. But I think he's going right. to get re-signed, and probably for cheap. It'll be a good resigning. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I definitely agree. All right, moving on. This will be the last two we do. But one of the two offensive linemen who's a free – well, one of the three offensive linemen that are free agents is this guy, Daniel Brunskill. 
Should he stay or should he go? I'll go first, and I say that they should re-sign him. He played well, and he's a great. He's probably one of the best backup linemen in the NFL. He can play every every spot on the line, and he's played a lot of games. Been to three NFC Championship games, one Super Bowl as a Niner, where he started basically most of those games, or in this case, this year, would switch off with um, Spencer Burford. But I think Brunskill should be re-signed. And I'd sign, I resign. He'd be a guy you could sign like a four-year deal where it's like low money. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I mean, it's the guy um, who's been with the Niners for a minute, uh, and again, one of the better backups who can play all. I think specifically interior positions, uh, left guard, center, right guard. Um, but again, um, I think he signed him back again if it's for either one or two-year deal. Again. Um, you have him. You draft someone. Um, but aside from being guys being drafted, I mean, he's been, he's been great um, being a backup player for the Niners in the offensive line. Yep. All right, the last one. Josh. No, no, I'm joking. Josh Johnson will never be resigned again. But he might be. He might be the Niners' third string quarterback because both their quarterbacks are injured going in the off season. But that's not the guy. This guy. I mean, talk about plays like. That's not the same. Talk about looks like Tarzan, plays like Jane. This fucking guy. Number 69. I don't even want to say his name because he doesn't deserve it. Number 69. Should he stay or should he go? James, um, I mean, what do you I, think? I, I, I am. I mean, it's been a very up and down season <laughs> uh, for, I got, for I got 69. Yeah. Um, up and down season. Up and down career. Mostly now. Oh, 100%. Um, but yeah, here let me let me, let me speak real quick. Let me speak yeah, yeah, real quick. yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, it's, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Um, no, but yeah, no. Uh, he's was it as bad? It's making me laugh talking about the guy because I mean, um, the, the thing is with sixty nine is that he makes the mistakes at like the worst possible times and yeah. you don't want that no aside from those mistakes he's played some good football i hate to say it but he's played some good football <laughs> but the mental mistakes i mean like that just just the holding calls that are just gonna you know those those are those are those are drive killers uh that's a, a big 10-yard penalty uh that you don't want to have i mean he's, he, 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 i can remember most of them just being on drives where it's like we, that can't happen it shouldn't happen, and you're a five-year vet, and that you're doing that. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, but I, I think it's time for um, someone else um, to play that uh, right tackle position uh, instead of sixty-nine. Uh, what about you, Jake? Yeah, um, he can go to hell, and. Whatever team signs him in free agency, which I hope is not the Niners, I'll personally drive him to the airport, and I'll fly the plane to whatever city he's going to. I want this bum out of my life, out of my franchise, for the rest of time. I, after this season, I never want to talk about him again. I hope the next offensive tackle is not 69, because it will just bring back depression and PTSD while looking at this stiff. This guy is 6'8", like 315. You would think, wow. You know, he's a first-round pick, top 10. 
Yeah, he should be really good. Well, he's not. He is awful. Terrible. And some team, the Bears, will be like, we'll probably sign him to a long, like, to a big deal where people around the, people, like, fans around the NFL will be like, that's a good signing. But Niner fans will be like, you paid him that much money? Good luck with that guy. I would not resign him. Not for a one year deal. Not if he said, I'd play for free. Not worth it. I'd rather have. I'll play for free. I'd rather have Colin McKivitz or, you know, my sister at Colton. right tackle. Colton, Colton right. McKivitz. You're right. who? My sister could play a better right tackle than Mike McGlinchey. Maybe Jamar That's Taylor it. from the Jaguars. Oh, my God. Why would you say that? 69 is the worst. He might he's my least favorite and he's my least favorite 49er ever. Uh I, I think I have to agree. Uh no, AJ Jenkins. But AJ Jenkins never has never fucked up like like during the game. Every Al week Williams. Niners are driving. You know, you know in like the 20 like the opponent's 30 yard line. They get like a 12 yard pass like Screen pass to Ayuk. Like, yeah, we're going to score a touchdown here. Then you look to the left sideline on your TV, and you see this little flag on the ground. You're like, oh, I wonder who this is fucking on. Well, 99.9% of the time, you can think of one guy. And guess what the penalty would be on? That one guy. And who who is that guy? 69. Get him out of here. Yeah, if you can go through my Twitter... um... They just search sixty nine on all my tweets. It's it's me bashing them. Yeah, I remember. But again, yeah, during the championship game, I remember uh, not maybe the Cowboys game. He had a penalty in our group chat. I was like, motherfucking, motherfucking sixty nine. <laughs> like, oh my god! Like he had like two penalties yeah, no. like in three plays. God, he's just. I mean, Javon Kinlaw is like the. He's like the Javon Kinlaw, but Javon Kinlaw has been injured, so like. 69 has just been terrible. You think the Niners pick up Javon Kinlaw's Fuck no. $10.5 million fifth-year option? Fuck no. <laughs> they better not pick it up. Yeah, I hope they enjoy yeah, the three games he plays. Uh, yeah, I'll be shook if the Niners do. I think they decline it. I mean, and then if he you know, plays great, I'll yeah. bring him a two-year deal, but it's definitely a... Uh, not paying you $16 million a year. No. No, absolutely not. No, absolutely not. Um, but I but did yeah. like I did like how he at the end of the game. If you watch that video about like the Niners sideline when they find out they had no one who could throw the ball after the game, like um, their defensive lineman, Kerry Hyder Jr. is like crying because you know he's upset they lost a the game, and he's like looking down and not happy. Javon Kinlaw came up to him and said, "Hey, put your is like hey keep your head up." Telling him that, hey, I'm here for you. I know it sucks, but let's keep our head up. We had a great season. I respect that, Javon Kinlaw. Javon Kinlaw, no, although might not be a great player because you know injury stuff like that, he's a better teammate than 69. Who every time a quarterback gets down, you I never see him go up there and pick him up. Never, not once. I've not seen it. Kinlaw showed me more in three seconds of video on YouTube than 69 has ever done. It's just nine sucks. Let's just keep it at that. Yes. Um, so no, fuck him. Get out of here. I don't want you. It's gonna be, um, it, I can see it now. Bears sign Mike McGlinchey. Three years, $63 million, $35 million guaranteed. It's some TikTok, no sh- it's some TikTok no idiot will be like, it's a good deal because it's, it's 
sabermetrics say that he's a great run blocker on third and 13 in the sun in the sunny outside when he's terrible no shot he gets more than $50 million dollars I, no I think his contract's gonna be shocking how much money he's gonna get no he's think so. I think it's gonna be because there's like right tackle is like a center in basketball there's three good ones the rest are shit and you overpay for a center It's kind of like catcher, too. In catcher in baseball, there's either a couple things wrong with catchers. One, they can't hit worth a goddamn thing, but they're incredible defensively. Or they can hit, and they suck defensively. McGlinchey is a good run blocker, sucks at pass blocking. He's a catcher who's a good hitter, terrible defender. What if you say he's just bad overall? No, because some catchers can like be... Like, horrifically bad at batting. Like, the Giants signed a guy named Roberto Perez, who's not a great hitter at all. He's pretty terrible. But his defensive... his Behind the plate, he's won two gold gloves, two platinum gloves. That it's, He's so good defensively that it counteracts how bad he is hitting-wise. And that kind of right. makes him from terrible to, you know, average. Because, like, his defense, like, keeps him, like, really good. That's like a McGlinch... Uh, 69. He's the worst I've ever seen pass blocking. That's not true, but he's pretty terrible. So if you just go by pass blocking, then yeah, this guy's a horrible, horrific player. Then you watch a run block, and you're like, okay, he's not awful, but he's still not great. But he does something at least really well, so we can work with that. That's what he is. It definitely the kind of guy that a team will take a risk on to see if he's, you know, It'll be good, but whoever is that team, Bears, I um, hopefully they sign them and they suck. Bears. Um, Bears, yeah. But yeah. Hopefully they draft the quarterback, Bears. Yeah, but yeah. Well, yeah, let's, well, let's move on. Um, anything else to add for the Niners unless you do, Jake? Nope. Okay, perfect. Well, let's talk about this report. Yes. Eagles, Chiefs. I hope both teams lose. That's my prediction. No, I, I hope so, too. I, I was just about to say. And I've been saying that since the Niners um, lost. Yeah. I literally hope both teams lose. But who are you actually rooting for in this game? The Chiefs, because I like Mahomes. When he doesn't play my team. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm i also rooting for the Chiefs here. Um, Mahomes dealing with the angle injury. Great to have him, uh, uh, kind of like a two-week buy, for the most part, you know? Uh, don't really have to practice. I mean, it's more just uh, scheming things up, uh, shaking up the rust after a one-week of rest, and then really just going out there and in shells with just, you know, uh, top pads, and that's it. But, yeah, Chiefs, I think, for the most part, I mean, the Eagles do have a really good defense. Uh, we think. The Chiefs' offense is just, I think, just way too. It's just way better, especially with Travis Kelsey, um, Isaiah Pacheco uh, doing some some things in the playoffs, playing really well. And um, receiver wise, wise, eh. But again, very still dynamic offense, regardless of who's catching the ball. Uh, but yeah, Juju Smith-Schuster, Valdez uh, Scantling, Valdez Scantling. But yeah, Jake, do you have any specific take on this game and how you think it will go? I think it's going to be a close game. 
But I think the best player is going to show why he's the best player and overcome maybe not the greatest roster, and that's Patrick Mahomes. So I think the Chiefs are going to win. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a great game. In my opinion, I think it's both offenses are going to really show out. We're going to see a lot of run game out of the Eagles, but I think the stat defense led by Chris Jones and that defensive line, I think, do a great job trying to stop the run. I think it's going to be a lot of passing. Again, this is in my opinion. It's going to be a lot of passing going on. I think either. Kellen Hurts or AJ Brown need to have a big game for the Eagles to to win this uh, and try and stop this uh, Patrick Mahomes led Chiefs team um, to win their his second Super Bowl specifically. But enough of that. Let's talk about some prop bets. Yep. I just want to put this out there. I don't put money on any of these bets. I just like to talk about them. Probably bets and push-ups. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're going to be doing a lot of push-ups or losing a lot of push-ups, if you know what I mean. No, 100%. If you know what I mean. Um, it's I'm doing a bunch of push-ups or I'm doing not any push-ups. Mm-hmm. But... This is like one of my favorite ones to talk about. Um, get a right back um, mm-hmm. to the winning head coach. Jake, why don't you talk about the stats? Yep, I looked it up. Big big moves here. You know, the W W Energy, proud sponsor of the podcast, has changed me. I now do research for this episode for these podcasts. Color of Gatorade in the twenty three times has been recorded. The color of Gatorade has been five times blue. And by color of Gatorade, I mean after the team wins the Super Bowl. What color Gatorade is poured on the coach's head? Five times it's been blue. Five times it's been orange. Four times it's been clear. Four times it's been no Gatorade. Three times it'd be yellow-green. You know, the lemon-lime flavor. Right, um, right. Yellow-green is just the, the combo of it. And two times purple. So, I think it was blue last year. I think it's going to be orange this year. Or maybe clearer to make it five five. Um, God, it's such a hard one to choose from. It's one of my favorite things to see. Um, so I think it's gonna be lemon line. I think I think it's gonna be um, yellow green. Let's let's set this out just to be you know we're gonna talk about it after the Super Bowl when we have our recap. Um, what are you choosing? I'm choosing orange. Orange. Okay. Remember, if you remember from I'll last year, I predicted blue, and I was right. Going, uh, I'm going lemon lime. Definitely. <laughs> What's your favorite Gatorade, Gatorade to drink? Uh, Riptide Rush. Okay. Well, uh, okay. Aside from the, you know, those ones, you know which ones I'm talking about. The originals. Which ones are your favorite? Cool blue, but it has to be in that big ass sippy cup. I agree. Riptide Rush is delicious. I love it. But out of the original, it's orange for me. Moving on. Well, let's talk about the the length of 
the Star Spangled Banner. Uh, I think it's going to be sung by Chris Stapleton, country singer. No idea who the fuck that Jake, is. Jake. You could have just made up what that are name. The, what, Jake, what, Jake, what are the stats? Yeah. Chris Stapleton, never heard of him. You could have made up that name, and I would not have known. You know, I'm not a country Jake, guy. Jake, 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 Jake. Yeah, I'm getting there. Look. I'm getting there. Country singers like to draw things out, is what I know. So, length the Star Spangled Banner. Over or under? I'll get the prediction in a minute. Last 10 years, six, time over, six times over the, the time limit, or the over-under limit, or whatever the hell it's called, and four times under. As I said, country singers like to draw things out. They like, they like to have a little performance, if you know what I'm saying. I'm going over. So, I think the odds are, I think it's set at two minutes and two seconds. I'm taking the over. Yep. Easy pick, taking the over. Um, it's the biggest stage. Why not take your time singing this song? National Anthem, why, why not be on the screen a lot longer? Why not, like you said, as a country singer, draw things out? Might as well do it. And I think he does it, taking the over just like Jake. Moving on. Mm-hmm. Regardless if it's a field goal or a touchdown, who do you think is scoring first? Chiefs. And I, I'm going to go with something even further. Touchdown pass, Travis Kelsey. Big step on the limb, huh? I like it. I like the way you think. Uh, God. Yeah, sometimes I like the way. I want. I want to say Chiefs. But I'll go Eagles here just to be different. Hmm. Jalen Hurts running touchdown. Hmm. Ooh, ooh. Crazy, 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 crazy. Um, opening kickoff, touchback. Run in. Um, you know, every other team except for the 49ers kick it out of the goddamn end zone, so I'm gonna go touchback. If it was the Niners, I'd say, yeah, oh, no, it's gonna be a touchback. I know, I agree. I think it's gonna be a touchback. Yeah, I mean, kind of hard. Oh, this, I don't even want to talk about it anymore. Coin toss, other tails. The tails never fails, is what the kids say, what the street's been telling me. So I'll go tails. I'm going to go ahead. Hmm. You have one more stack here, Jake. Why don't you go ahead and talk about it? Yes. Teams out of the last 18 Super Bowls, the teams that have have worn white have won 15 out of the last 18. The last team that wore white that didn't win was the 49ers. So, yeah. I was just about to say that. Oh, well. Yeah, good stat. So, yes, that's the stat. So, teams wearing white... I think the Eagles are wearing green and the Chiefs are wearing white. That is correct. You are 100% correct. Chiefs wearing white, other way jerseys, and then the Eagles wearing their green jerseys. Um, yeah, um, records. Uh, for the regular season and the postseason, uh, I went ahead and went 73 and 38. Postseason was I went 8 and 4. 
while Jake went 72 and 28, and the postseason he went 7 and 5. I mean, we both went ahead and said it. We're both taking the Chiefs, so the postseason score won't change. Virtual handshake, Jake. Great season. Yep. Of picking. Yep. Um, obviously, uh, very excited for Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, this was our best year picking wise, record wise, for both by far. Not even close. Yeah, I think it's it's. Um, yeah, both of us. I mean, we did a spectacular job picking. Seventy-two percent correct rate for me. That's kind of, that's impressive. What's mine at? Like it's less than that. It's like sixty um, something. But let I'll me do my like quick maths. Shout out, uh, no life shack. Wait, no, that's not the guy. I don't know what I just said. Never mind. You're sixty-five point seven percent. That's 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 good. Take it. It's really good. Yeah, you take it all. No, I'm absolutely gonna take it. Um, but yeah, football season comes to an end on this Sunday. Sad. Yeah. Seven months without football. Yep. You know, this is what it is. Yeah, seven months. It's long, long time. Yep. Love the USFL. Not definitely not gonna watch any of those games. Yeah. Uh, yeah, after the Super Bowl, it's full fledged um, basketball season. And baseball. And, and baseball. And the earthquake starts soon. Yeah, no, definitely going to try and pay attention to them. Um, but I am trying to make it out to a spring training game. Mm-hmm. Don't know if you're interested, Jake. I know you don't like airplanes. Yeah, you know, I'm um, not a big fan. But I've been wanting to go the last couple of years just to see how it is. Trying to. I have a friend also out in Arizona, so I might go see them. But I definitely want to go out and what, check out spring training. What team are you going to want to go watch? Um, probably the Bay Area teams, A's, Giants. Um, probably see my local team here now that I live in San Diego and the Padres. Oh, Jesus. Uh, but, yeah. Blech! Padres suck. And this might be the year they won a, play- oh, wait, they won a playoff series last year. Fuck. <laughs> Forgot about that. And if you're the Dodgers, dude, shouldn't you be happy about that? We, yeah, we were literally, yeah we were I was like, I was happy. I was happy, happy. yeah, yeah. It's we, also we, like... We were, yeah, we, yeah, we were talking about it. We were talking about it. It's like, would you rather lose an arm or lose a leg? Well, you know, <laughs> rather have my arms. Jake, anything else to add to that episode? Fuck Dylan Brooks. No, oh, fuck Dylan Brooks. Fuck the Grizzlies. Um, I saw the funniest Thomas. tweet about John Morant. Like, you know, he's, he's trying to act like all, like, you know, tough and shit. This guy on Twitter yeah. is like, yeah, our point guard's trying to be fucking Larry Hoover, so I'm trying to ho- like hoop. Yeah. It was hella funny. Yeah, um, I think if you listen to BA Podcast, you host James with Jake. Episode brought to you by WNG. Use code BA Pod to get 10% off your order. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the BA Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at BA underscore podcast one. The like us on Facebook. Follow us on SoundCloud and on Spotify. And also subscribe to us on the podcast app. Yeah, make sure to subscribe, like, share, rate, review, unsubscribe, resubscribe, do about 50 times to gain the system. Electric and learn from being in the industry for the past five and a half years. Go to podcast worldwide. I think there's a podcast sports and recreation. As you know, shoot starts with a podcast. Go to talk worldwide. Yep, give out five. That was the episode, James. Fuck Dylan Brooks. Fuck Dylan Brooks. Bye!